Well, hello again, Amy. Welcome to our hey, little mate. thing we do, Birds of a Feather. Our little thing, yep. How are you keeping? I'm keeping good. I'm a little sad that um, you weren't able to secure our guest today. Yes, that was, as uh, Amy is very fully aware, my intention <laughs> was to bring my dear wife, Naomi, onto this episode where mm -hmm. she would be discussing that, that documentary, Shiny Happy People, because she's yeah. seen it and she was like really mm -hmm. into it. And I, I thought I'd given her the impression that <laughs> I was requesting her to be here. And then when the moment came, she was like, you ever told me about this? I'm not prepared for yeah. this. I got a very different story from Naomi. Like I get the email from you like, oh, we'll have Naomi on. Uh, she's watched it. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. And and then you were waiting for her to get home. And yeah, she said that you mentioned it like last night. I don't know, in bed? <laughs> you mentioned it. Yeah. Oh, it's like, oh, yeah. By the way, honey, I need you to, you know, I need you to be on the Birds of a Feather episode in the morning oh mike yeah i know it's you know do you know where i failed the seven p's prior seven p's. preparation and planning prevents a pretty pitiful performance i should have given that's exactly given my, what happened yeah i know i i should have given nomi a bit a little bit more of a uh uh well in the army we would call it a warning order you know a well uh, i think a, it was a really good picture of the antithesis of shiny happy people <laughs> Well, in the sense that my wife was not demanded and summoned no, to do my bidding. No, she voiced her. She voiced oh, she voiced. And she voiced good. <laughs> now, Amy saw it. Amy saw it. Uh, yeah, it was great. It was actually fabulous. So Naomi is just plain happy people, not the shiny happy people. Yeah, well, she didn't, she didn't have enough time to put the shine on. That was kind of the, the, the problem. <laughs> She's the happy people, but she wasn't ready to sparkle up. So no, that's why was, it's only going to be. She was able to voice her no. Oh yeah, and, and I'm it, proud of her for that. And I and the no was loudly heard by me, and Amy got a front row seat to that. But yeah, um, yeah I guess that's, that's this. This is this is how we do marriage in this age, I guess, or at least in my house. <laughs> it was yeah, that was pretty normal husband wife banner, I think. Nice yeah, and it was. It'd be good if I just won the not the confrontation. If I won the. <laughs> If the discussion came around to my preferred resolution. But... There was no winning in your communication technique there. Mike. Yeah, I think that the failure was not to tell my wife the stuff I was planning in my head. I think yeah. that was that was my failure. That was my failure. It's but interesting because you know, they say that women are the only ones who do that. Like, we can't read your mind. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, mm -hmm. yeah, things planning in my head didn't get out of the um, the planning <laughs> department. Uh, yeah, I needed to get out in again my military analogy, military analogies. I needed to get out of the S five part of the headquarters and mm -hmm. into the S three. I needed to go from plans into operations. Yeah, and the uh, I didn't get the email. But anyway, we're going to. So discuss... now we're left without our special guests. Exactly. So we don't have our special guests with us. But that's okay. That's okay. We've we've got we've got me and Amy. The, uh, the, the bird, I'll have to settle, you know, the two, the two bird feathers. Uh, but yeah, the, the shiny, happy people, uh, it's been a bit of a phenomena. It's about the homeschooling yeah. movement. Um, now I, I don't have strong feelings for or against homeschooling. I know some people, uh, do I'm, you know, I know a lot of families who, who homeschool. I, I 
I don't have a problem with that. Um, but th th this is more than just sort of choice of how you school, you know, school your kids. Do you go public school? Yeah, I know it's focusing on a certain sect of it, you know, yeah. the uh, IBLP, ATI, Bill Gothard, and the Duggars. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and the weird thing, if I correct me from, but Bill Gothard, he's single. Yeah, so it's really creepy because apparently, you know, they're talking about on this sh on this documentary how he was giving like some pretty creepy marriage advice, like you know, in the bedroom and things like that too, and uh, you know, very stringent teachings on biblical manhood and biblical womanhood. Um, and, Topics and so close to your heart. Yeah, it was really interesting for me because like. I don't know, in, in the circles that I was in, or even still now, you say someone like Bill Gothard, and people are like, oh, you know, or some people might have had grown up in it or been influenced by it when they were younger, but like, oh, that's fringe, you know? And, but, uh, and even the Duggars, um, but I will say before all of the scandal came out with the Duggars, I had plenty of people who I'm close to who really followed that show and really mm. liked them and, um, you know, we're trying to emulate a lot of their yeah. lifestyle, but um, for for me to watch it, um, I didn't grow up in homeschooling. I grew up public schooled. My kids are in public school. My husband's a public school teacher, but my brother and sister are both homeschool. Um, but for me, it wasn't just the homeschooling part of it. It was the church culture. Um, it is not as fringe as people want to make it to be so much of what they were talking about was very familiar language and what we hear from cbmw you know the council for biblical manhood and womanhood um are you familiar with the umbrella of authority oh yeah the diagram little... you know yeah, that God came from Christ. bill gothard um so like they're flashing that up there i'm like oh well you know i've seen that a million times um in our resources so you know, a lot of it, it's, it's just interesting to see um, that a lot of that influence is in the greater evangelical culture. Yeah. Yeah. I think that does permeate a, a lot of play, even if they're not into the more weird esoteric stuff. There's a lot of the general stuff that does kind of cross boundaries, tribes, different platforms and different groups. Right. For a bunch of reasons mm -hmm. what well, in the i mean again i i never i never saw it i just kind of heard some of the highlights from naomi when she was watching it what was what was the scariest thing you saw or heard in that series what was the thing you went like whoa that's well that's crazy i mean a lot of it i already had known because i'd followed the stories but um you know a obviously it's very scary that you have you know, one of their son who was going to like, I don't know, the next in line kind of thing in the patriarchy, uh, who, you know, molested his sisters. And then is, you know, is he in jail now? Or he's going to jail now for child porn and all, and all that? I mean, obviously, this is horrific, but in uh, the cover up of it. Mm. And then, um, you know, one of the I found out after watching it, that one of the ex friends who was in that circle real tight, um, was he also a political figure, which is the next scary part I wanted to talk about, but um, him and his wife are being interviewed about the problems they saw, like their daughter was first courted by Josh Duggar. And um, so it could have been her, you know, mm. and, and yet 
they tell their story and I think he was started dating her when she was underage and you know he makes a joke that she was well developed so she didn't look that age and you're just like what well then you find out after the show that uh his wife and uh, I think his son have a restraining order against him now a protective order against him yeah. now so he was like acting like one of the good guys on the show and and there you go but and and I think another really scary part is just this whole Christian nationalism stuff that mm. was revealed on there once again of how they have this quiver full of kids that they want to just kind of raise into into government leadership. Mm. <laughs> so it's pretty crazy how political it is. Yes, I and mean how commodified it is. You know, you know this whole TV show stuff. Yeah, I mean that the what was the Duggar show called? Like what, eighteen and counting or something? And then it was like 19 and counting. 19 and I counting. Mean, I think um, they had 19. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I got, I got nothing wrong with big families, but, you know, 19 is a lot of kids, you know, I mean, I know. I mean, it's just not even yeah. healthy. Well, yeah, that's, yeah, I mean. I couldn't imagine what that, that's done to her body, but. Exactly. It, it, would, it would, I mean, it does, it does take a physical toll on you. I mean, um, from what I understand of the process of, you know. <laughs> <laughs> of um, child child bearing and the mm -hmm. aftermath in in so far as i reasonably can be expected to understand <laughs> um yeah i mean but yeah that the sort of like you know homeschooling okay that's one thing kind of family that's presented as this paragon of christian and american values but it's got this dark things happening underneath and they get covered right. up then you add into the, into the mix christian nationalism and and, yes. it, and and it becomes like a a a, a platform, yeah, and it, I mean it does have cult like behavior. It, it's kind oh, of like, yeah. it's like it's it is kind Absolutely. of it, it is the kind of a celebrity cult. I mean, you know, mm -hmm. like I know there's things like Scientology, and that's kind of like a celebrity mm -hmm. cult. But yeah, yeah, celebrity cult into creepiness. It's uh, very and, insulated. Yeah, from from it's everyone extremely else. Insulated. And what happens to people who raise criticisms is you get the, you know, the, the, the classic, you know, um, you know, you know, Dave or thing sort of, you know, you know, discredit attack, reverse victim, you know, the whole shaming, thing. shaming, ostracize. Not the person um, sexually abusing. Yeah, exactly. Sisters. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I feel like, it's just really sad to watch uh, and, and to think of how much this kind of thinking is in other levels still in evangelicalism. You know, yeah. uh, you've got the whole Josh Harris, Harris, I kiss dating goodbye, you know, all that purity culture stuff is, you know, that all went way out into evangelicalism, that whole culture. And his brother was interviewed on the show. You've got all these kind of ex- evangelicals or whatever you call them being interviewed on there who've come out of it and you know they had so much valuable stuff to say and I was so glad that they were you know their voice was able to be heard um but to be raised to be raised that this is Christianity mm. I mean because it, it it really has a lot of fear and a lot of hate mm. in it and a lot of judgment um and 
It's it's interesting because you know you and I were talking about um, the whole Hillsong documentaries as well, and I just think there's so many parallels, um, even though it doesn't seem that way. You know, they're they're, and I think that's why the title of this one was so good, "Shiny Happy People." You know, it's so curated the whole thing, and same with the Hillsong stuff. It's so curated. It's just like what they think the like the secular cool wants, but both sides like, want belonging. Both sides are like you know, trying to answer a lot of questions that people have about belonging and, and as a Christian and what does a Christian look like and how will our kids turn out, you know? And, and so they try to give some kind of answer to all yeah. of that. Yeah. That we just can't, you know, or it looks very different than, you know, these rules on the one side that's very rigid and the chaos that you mm. see on the other, both are disintegrated. Um, so, you know, it's very interesting. I think it's like two sides of the same coin in some ways. Yeah. And you've got to wonder in some of these cases where what they're creating is like a media empire, and especially in this place of the Duggars. So yeah. they have this, you know, massive. And Hillsong. Yeah. And, and Hillsong. Yeah. I mean, they've got this massive, you know, TV show empire and, you know, it's all about, you know, keeping it going. And you know what you've got to have to do. Like I, I'm, I mean, I, I like the TV show That's The Simpsons, own. and I'll never forget <laughs> watching that episode of The Simpsons where they do kind of like, like behind the Simpsons, you know, and how it all fell apart. <laughs> kind of like, like a behind the Brady Bunch, right, or, right, or behind, you know, some <laughs> other old TV show. What it was like, um, yeah, and it's it's kind of like the, the what happens on the stage or when the camera is live and behind the scenes is, is two different realities, you know, in, in terms of what's going on. And yeah, I mean, that's not healthy. If the, if the life that's presented is radically different to what it is when the cameras are not on. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, that's, that, that's obviously going to be a telltale sign that this is not an authentic movement. This is just, this is synthetic. It's manufactured. It's, it's not, it's not the reality. And and then it's, you know, you could argue too, it's not even Christian. I mean, you know. Right. Well, and there was like, I know like TGC and I think World Magazine. I saw some pastors saying some things on social media that, oh, you know, we, we denounce the abuses in here and the bad theology, but um, they felt like the documentary made all of Christianity look bad. It was too broad of a, mm. of a, a brush against Christianity. And, you know, I, I don't think that it was their job to make Christianity look good. Mm. You know, that's our job. <laughs> it was Christ's job, really. Like, you know what I mean? It's not our job. Like we don't, he doesn't need a curated church. He doesn't need shiny, happy people. You know, he look at the people in scripture. <laughs> um, he takes broken people and he loves us and he, he makes beauty in the mending of everything. And so I feel like these people, you know, yeah, I'm glad they interviewed some people leaving the church. Um, we need to hear it. We need to hear it. And they need to be able to have their voices heard. And, you know, I hope that drives us to, you know, to Christ. Yeah. I hope it drives us in the church to, to shed all of, all of that curated stuff and all of that, that fear and to actually love people. I think well. that, and that's probably the good advice because when you go through these, you know, documentaries of decline and shock, whether that's, you know, the Mars Hill thing, 
Hillsong, Shiny Happy People. I mean, I wouldn't call it anti-church porn. I mean, that's how some people want to think of it. This is just anti-church porn, you know, you mm-hmm. know, watching bad Christians failing badly. Um, yeah. But, there, I mean, there are some salient warnings to be taken away here. Bad mm-hmm. things have been done. People, you know, people have really... We need to weep, know. really. Yeah. We need to lament. I think that so much has been revealed. Um, I just think as a church that we need to do that. Mm. Yeah, I think that's I think that's right, but you know it it does it does allow us to to peel through things, you know you know all the glitz glamour the publicity of you know of anything or anyone, and make people realize well look what really does matter and what matters yeah. is loving God, loving your neighbor, loving people, loving your fellow Christian. I mean loving people you know. Um, as you find them recognizing they're broken and but when it become when it becomes about make building an empire i mean all empires political military or media are all built on you know on a field full of victims and yes. if you if you build any kind of empire it will be built on the back of the the victim of your own ambition or your own arrogance your own hubris mm-hmm. And yet we're not called to those things. We're called to holiness. We're called to love. We're called to humility. Um, we're called to shine like stars, not to be shiny, happy people in front of the camera <laughs> with all sorts of sort of things going away. But, uh, okay, well, do, you, do you have a final thought about the show? Any, anything? I mean, you, obviously you've got the takeaway that reminds us to, you know, cling to Christ. Uh, but yeah. is, is, is there a kind of number one warning or a number one encouragement we can take away from the show? Well, I think that um, the warning is, you know, for me, let's, let's not keep uh, discounting and, and marginal, marginalizing these horrible teachings that are in the church. Let's take ownership and say, like, this is not of Christ. This is actually dangerous. This is actually um, taking from people. It's, it's exercising power over, um, and anywhere where we see that in the church, we need to speak it, name it, and rebuke it. Um, and then on the, on the encouragement end, um, that means we can turn actually in repentance. <laughs> I think we need to lament this, and there are so many bodies. There are so many people hurt, and is completely against the gospel teaching and scripture and, and Christ's love. So I think that it's a call. And I know people might say, well, we're not like that, or my church isn't like that. But, um, you know, anything said in the name of Christ, you know, as the name of the church, I think we should be sad about this. And I think we should repent of it and turn towards Christ and give people like true freedom and belonging um, that Christ gives us. Well, Amy, that's probably a good way to put to to end on. Uh, yeah, so thanks thanks for sharing it. The show is Shiny Happy People, um, which has got a lot of reviews. A lot of been a lot of people talking about it on social media and in, and in the regular media. So yeah, you can something to check out and and certainly make people think about what type of teachings we let into the church but we should tell uh viewers that we're going to do next up an interview with sandra glan about her book nobody's mother this is good i feel like we're going back to my zone now back into the biblical (laughs) studies world 
This is kind of this yeah, is kind of my yeah. game. It is back into your zone. Back into my zone. Well, that'll be good. We'll have shiny, happy Mike. Yeah, I'm more. I'm more of um Artemis of the Ephesians. Not so much shiny, happy people. In terms of <laughs> where my expertise is. So, uh, and I can tell you now that Sandra Glan's book. I've read a lot about Ephesus and ancient religion and Greco-Roman culture. Uh, but Sandra has been through it with a fine tooth comb and there was stuff I realized, oh, I had the wrong view of this the whole time. And oh, so, you know, I've, I've learned a I've lot. I've yet to read it. I'm looking forward to reading it. Yeah, I've, lear I've learned a lot about Paul, Artemis, the Ephesians and, you know, stuff in 1 Timothy that is, uh, that's definitely made me think and rethink some important stuff. So coming up in the future, we'll have our interview with um, Sandra Glan. Uh, otherwise, till then, Amy, take care. And I'll see uh, you. I guess we'll see everyone next time on the show. Sounds good.